Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of The Game Tree. My name is Peach and I'm joined by my ever so handsome co-host, Justin. Hi there. How are you doing, Justin? Oh, I'm doing just great. How are you, my friends? I'm okay, thank you. I'm all right. It's actually um, almost midnight. Um, so if you hear me yawn, <laughs> it's not because you're boring me, I promise. Um, but obviously I'm in the UK and Justin is in New York. Um, so it's not that easy to find a time that we can all do. But we're here. We're doing it finally. Um, so as I said, this is our first ever episode and some may be listening because they know me. Some may be listening because they know Justin or both of us. Uh, and some may be listening who have no idea who we are and are purely listening because they saw the word video games and thought they would have a listen. You'd be surprised. Yeah. How often that happens. That is how I came into contact with a lot of the people that I know. <laughs> um, so for that reason, I thought it'd be good to introduce ourselves and let you lovely listeners know who the hell we are. Justin, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, hi, I'm Justin. Uh, I, I mean, should I give like my preferences about food and stuff or, you know, like I like to take long <laughs> like walks lonely, on the, like, like yeah, I like to, yeah, I like to take long walks on the beach. Um, no, okay. I'm, I'm Justin. Uh, I am, I'm a New Yorker. Uh, I have been podcasting uh, and streaming on and off uh, for about six years now. Uh, I've been on podcasts previously called uh, Talking Comics, Talking Games, uh, and I podcast are uh, I podcast and stream uh, with my good friend Bobby uh, over at uh, Misadventureland on Twitch, and we run the Misadventureland podcasts over on Twitch, and uh, we do a bunch of fun things over there where we uh we podcast about comic books once a month we podcast about games a few times a month we uh we play games we yell at each other a lot it's a good time it's weird it's i don't know fun to watch. yeah it's a lot of fun to watch uh us go at each other a little bit we've been <laughs> my friend bobby and i have been podcasting for a while um and uh right when covid hit was when we decided to start streaming and uh that led me to reaching out and watching other streamers. And we had friends across the ponds who had, we had met through other podcasts and became close with. And slowly but surely, I started creeping my way into a couple of communities and I came across Peach. And uh, for some reason, have become a popular person in her channel. <laughs> and uh, she's asked me to come do this podcast with her, which I'm more than happy to do because there's nothing more I enjoy than getting in front of a microphone and giving bad opinions about video games. <laughs> and having people argue with you about and it. Having people argue and tell me that anything I like is bad, and I'm a bad person for liking the things that I like. So this will go fantastically. And over the course of time, you'll come to see the like, type of things that I like. I'll give a, like, a brief, I guess, gaming history now. Mm -hmm. uh, I have grew up with video games. I'm 37, so I'm on the the old side of video games uh i've had the nintendo as a kid I, I had a genesis but i didn't really like love them i came to love video games in my 20s like my early 20s i got an xbox 360 and then never looked back and became an achievement hound 
made the switch over to PlayStation to follow a couple of friends, and I pretty much play every big release that there is. I love indie games. I love shooters. I love RPGs. I'm branching out. I tried Persona 5 uh, Royal for the first time this year. It's one of my favorite games ever, so now I'm trying JRPGs. Um, the only thing that I don't really play are sports games and driving driving games, although you can usually find me mentioning that I, I at least want to try Need for Speed or Forza Horizon and then playing it for an hour and being like, I'm good. But yeah, that's me. Like, uh, Do I you get, ever play Need for Speed? I, I, I have played a bunch of Need for Speed games and I've enjoyed uh-huh. them. Uh, only one I really ever got into, I think it was Need for Speed, was it Rivals or Hot Pursuit? No, it wasn't Hot Pursuit. It was the one that launched with the PS4 and I put like 60 hours into that game because there was not a lot of games out on the PS4 at the time. And I loved it. And every time a new Need for Speed comes out, I'm like, I'm getting into this thing. It looks so cool. And I play it for an hour and then like something else comes out that grabs my attention and takes me away from it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. I, I think old games are bad for the most part. I'll say that. I'll get my first hot take out there. Mm, okay. I like a lot of, if you ask me, oh, what are your favorite games of all time? Which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, a lot of them will tend towards newer stuff because I like innovation and I like moving the medium forward. So um, if you had like Bubble Bobble and uh, Toe Jam and Earl will forever be in like probably my top 10 to 15 games because I have such fond memories of playing those as a kid. And while I recognize the importance of older games like Super Mario World and things like that, I tend to want to move forward at all times. So my game of the year list gets updated every couple of years and things fall off new things come on because that's just the way i like to do things fair enough but enough about me my friends since you asked me to be here yeah i did tell me because i there's a lot of things about you that still i don't even know we've only we peach and i have become fast friends mm-hmm. we've only known each other about i'll say four months yeah but all, about that. but all we we started chatting in a Discord server, in Peach's Discord server, and uh, we got into a DM. I don't remember what we DM'd about, but it was something to do with one of the streams. And then we just started talking every day, and I've been talking since. Yeah. Uh, so, my friends, tell me. Everything. Just go. Just, like, dump Everything. it dump it all out. Yeah. Oh so, goodness. I tell you, how about this? How about we start with this? Mm-hmm. How did you start streaming? Because, like, this is not even something that I really know. I have ideas of, but I don't really know the story. Okay, so I started streaming. I haven't actually been streaming that long. I started in February this year. Um, I invested in a gaming PC because I'd wanted to for ages. Um, And I was made redundant uh, from... I was an executive assistant in London. Um, I got made redundant, which totally sucked. Um, And then I thought I would start streaming while I was looking for a new job. Um... And then the UK went into lockdown, uh, which also sucked. Um, so streaming kind of became a full-time job for me because I thought, well, I don't really have much else to do other than uh, play video games and talk to people. Um, so that was kind of how it started. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but I've met some amazing people along the way, including you. Um, and right now I'm about to launch a, pa- launch a Patreon, so it's gone a lot better than I thought it would. Um, and I have exciting things to come as well. But I love streaming. I really do. I've, I've really fallen in love with it. And um, 
I've loved video games from a very young age. So uh, the fact that I can just play video games and call it a job. Um, what more could you want, honestly? Not much. I would very much <laughs> like to do that one day. <laughs> Justin sat there thinking, damn, I'd really like to do that. <laughs> An extreme amount. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it. I really do. And I, 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 if anyone ever comes to me and says, I'm thinking about streaming, should I do it? My answer is always yes, because if you don't give it a go, you'll never know. I mean, yeah, I, I could agree with that because it's something I've always thought about on and off for years. Like, you know, we'd done that. We'd done the podcast for a long time on my end. And we'd always been like, we should we do streaming? And like we dipped our toes in the water, but never actually gave it like the real college try where it's like, let's four nights a week. Let's just do this. And, you know, the thing is, my buddy and I have been playing. We we're playing basically every night together anyway. I was like, let's just put ourselves in front of a camera and see what happens. Exactly. There is always someone who wants to watch. Yes, shockingly, there is. <laughs> but another thing I've always wanted to do was um, a podcast. And then I met you and you do a podcast. And um, I think I'd mentioned to you a few times that I'd wanted to. And I had an idea. Um, I was thinking about Desert Island Discs, which is like a radio show in the UK where people give like, I don't know if it's five or ten songs um where if they were stuck on a on a desert island what songs would they always want to uh listen to and i thought what if you did that for video games um and then we were thinking of a name and <laughs> justin sent me a picture of a doodle <laughs> of a tree and said what if you're on a desert island and there was a magic tree that had like five leaves and that spawned a game and i was like yeah sold that's the one <laughs> Uh, so here we are. That is the game tree. And um, we wanted to kind of include streamers. So this episode will be just me and Justin um, giving our five game tree games. Um, but from next month, we will hopefully have some really great guests on who are streamers. Um, and we will kind of find out what got them into streaming, what they love about it, what they don't love about it, what the challenges are. Um, and yeah, what kind of games they love, basically. And what brought them to love video games. So it should be very interesting. Vid I'm excited. Me too. I mean, video games are a great unifier, especially now. I mean... With online, absolutely. With online and the way that the world is right now with COVID, I mean, video game sales, everything to do with the microtransactions, everything is like skyrocketing. Like people are playing games, people, people, friends of mine who like don't really play games. They're like, oh, what, what's going on with Call of Duty or what's going on with the Switch, Animal Crossing, because it's just like, I got nothing else to do. So I may as well do this thing. And they're like, oh, well, I really like this. It's like, yeah, I know. I've been telling you to do this for basically our whole lives together <laughs> um if only they knew yeah so before we get going into into our game tree games like you mentioned that you grew up with games yeah 
So where did it really take hold for you into like something that you really enjoyed doing and like what type of games do you generally gravitate towards? So when I was younger, the first kind of console I remember playing on was a Super Nintendo. I think from like the age of maybe like three. Um, I had a Game Boy um, and the newer Game Boys as that kind of progressed and then a PlayStation and uh, Xbox. And I've always been more of a kind of PlayStation girl at heart and Nintendo. Um, but I, I the, the main thing I loved was Nintendo. I loved Mario and Zelda. Um, and then moving into like Animal Crossing and, and all of that. So that was kind of what got me into it. Um, and now I still play Animal Crossing. Um, not as much, but I still play it. And the main kind of games that I that I lean on now are uh, Stardew Valley. Um, I love kind of playing games with other people, and that kind of started again. I feel like with like Fall Guys and and Phasmo and things like that. Like I really really enjoy that. Um, and then the kind of platform games. Obviously, Mario is still going, so I still love Mario. Um, I rage at Mario, but I do still love it. Uh, and recently I was playing games like Hollow Knight and things like that, which is kind of new territory for me. I've never really played a Souls game before, but I enjoyed it as well as the rage. <laughs> You're doing, I mean, you got further in Hollow Knight than I did, so props to you. Um, and yeah, and, and things like, like simulator games are kind of the main things I lean on as well, like The Sims and... Um, silly little things like decorating games like house slipper and stuff i just find so therapeutic um so those are the kind of ones that i play now i mean the first ever stream that i came and saw you on you were playing thief simulator and i was like who is <laughs> you know you had come into hugh stream before i was like all right let me follow this peach person and so you were live and i was trying to like you know widen my circle and so i was like i'll just i'll just drop in and First thing I heard you say was, how do I steal this toilet? <laughs> and that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I, you were playing Thief Simulator and I was like, this game looks ridiculous. <laughs> and you fa I think you failed at every mission. <laughs> yeah, I am a sucker for a simulator game. Like I, I think the first one that I really played on stream was Drug Dealer Simulator, which was just a classic time because it was before uh dmca with twitch and everything and i would play like gangster rap and hip-hop in the background while i was playing drug dealer simulator i had no idea what any of the street names for were for the drugs and <laughs> it made for some funny viewing um but thief simulator was a, was a special one as well and i sucked at it but i still had fun the the, the interesting is like watching you play all these games is you you're the polar opposite of me mm -hmm. because I can't get into simulation games for anything. Like I never until I started watching you did I have any interest in The Sims or mm. Stardew Valley, like any of these things where it's like you have a plan or like you have like more, you know, freeform things where it's like, all right, well, I, I want to build my farm or I, I in Animal Crossing, you know, I want to design an island. Like those games never really caught my attention. But yeah since I've been watching you for so long, like they've kind of piqued my interest. And now I find myself also playing Stardew Valley, although- We got him into it. We did in, it. In a very different way. 
but we still did it. We still did it. We, or, I mean, I, I currently have a Stardew Valley save on my PC. <laughs> uh, penny for life. <laughs> you mentioned Mario before, and I don't know if I've ever actually asked you this, but what's your favorite? What's your favorite Mario game? If you'd asked me like six months ago, I probably would have told you Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> But I played it again recently with the uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars game. And it made me so angry. I, I, I feel like I've had this with games before where like the remakes come out or you kind of you have like the emulator or anything and you can and you can play it on that. Games were so much harder. They were brutal. So much more difficult back in the day. Kids today will never know. They will never know the pains. Um, and clearly I'd forgotten that and I played it again and it was it made me so mad. Um, so if you were to ask me now, I did really enjoy Galaxy. Um, I'd never played Galaxy until the 3D All-Stars came out and I really enjoyed that. But um, I would probably go all the way back to Super Mario World on the super nintendo um which i actually have on my switch because they have like a a kind of emulator for that and is it it's just a classic you, can't you have it. you have switch online though don't you yeah that comes with the um, snes yeah, yeah, collection games I mean. oh okay okay yeah, that's, that's what I mean. you mean yeah there's like was a like, whole emulator on that i was like are you running some sort of bootleg version of super mario <laughs> world when they basically give it to you for free <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would make sense. Um, no. <laughs> mine uh, is Odyssey. I have a, uh, I have two kids, and the first game that my oldest Jora ever really caught his eye was Mario Odyssey. I remember showing him the trailer for it and him just freaking out and like yeah weeks later coming home from work and watching him just watch the trailer over and over again. And the day that he got it, I took off of work. Um, I didn't tell him that I was taking off of work. And like we went and we went to GameStop um, and he was dressed up as Mario and I got him oh like God. a cappy hat. And we got That's the game and, and, and we played it for a couple of hours together. And, you know, I liked Mario games in the past. Like, you know, they've always just been around. So like, I played one, two, and three. I played a little bit of World, and I thought they were they were great at the time, especially two. I loved just how different two was. Um, but like, I played five minutes of Sunshine. I played all of sixty four because that just came out at the right time in my life, and I stole my friend's sixty four and just played through that entire thing and got all the stars. Sixty four was great. Yeah, but I never really played many ones after that. Like, I really never played the Galaxy games. Like, a couple minutes here and there, they just never really held my attention. And then I played Odyssey and. I thought just it's such a tight game and I don't know if it was his love for it or my excitement for his love, but like Super Mario Odyssey is in my top 10 games of all time. I think wow. it's, I think it's fantastic. Everything about the, the design, the world design, the tightness of the controls and the platforming, the music, it is a sneaky good music soundtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that we're going to talk game soundtracks at one point and I've got oh, yeah. a whole list of Mario Odyssey <laughs> tracks oh, to send yeah. you but yeah like i think super mario, super mario odyssey is a fantastic game uh and i have like i've continually thought about replaying it since i got all the moons like all 900 moons or whatever wow uh yeah and actually like the the second half of that game after you beat it you can go back and they unlock more moons for you to collect for like the second ending 
and the challenges got more difficult. Like they were, it took me a couple of tries to get a few of them because the platforming was tight, but it was super good. And uh, I will get you to play that game on stream again one day. You know what? I, I So I played, I think I did, I did definitely did more than one stream. I want to say two streams where I played Mario Odyssey. Uh, I'd never played it before and I really enjoyed it and I can totally see where you're coming from. It's a great game. Um, the thing that I didn't enjoy, and this kind of comes into streamer territory and things that you kind of don't like, I got a lot of people coming into my stream who were speedrunners of it, so they'd played it over and over again and could speedrun it. And they would come in and they would judge the hell out of me openly in my chat. And it really isn't fun. No, no, it's not. Um, And I'm just sat there like, I'm trying to enjoy the game. Can you let me do that? And they're like, no, you need to go here. I'm like, I don't want to go there. (laughs) I mean... We had, I mean, we had people today in in chat mm-hmm. who were speedrunners of the, the game that you're playing today being like, yeah. no, you should do this. You should do this. And the, I mean, those people are are unfortunately always going to be there. That's just part of streamer life. I, I It happened to me on like my first solo stream on a Saturday morning when I was like, I should start streaming Saturday mornings to like get the UK audience involved. And I was like, I'm going to play Slay the Spire, which is this card game that I absolutely love. I adored it. It was like my second favorite game of last year. Or was it the year before? Time has no meaning anymore. Uh Of course. But like (laughs) I was playing it like how I always played it. And I've beaten the game a couple of times, but I I never professed to be great at it. And I had a couple of guys come in and be like, you don't know anything about this game. You know nothing. You should do this and do this and do this. And I had no idea. And like I watched the VOD back and you just kind of see all the joy from the game just like kind of like drain out of my face it sucks i mean but they're always they're always going to be people out there that do that and you just kind of basically just say like hey i'm doing this my way and if you don't like it there's the door yeah there are many other people who are probably streaming the same game and it's you know no hard feelings it's all good i feel like that when i when i did play uh odyssey it was kind of earlier on in my in my streaming so i think it was probably only a couple of months in and i think i just wasn't used to that um, and like you said today, I was playing Breath of the Wild and you get people coming in going, I speed run this. Uh, you suck. And it's just like, I could I could kind of bat it off with, with no problem and it didn't bother me. So yeah, I could definitely go back and play Odyssey now. Maybe I will. Just for you, Justin. <laughs> oh, I'll be so excited. I just want to actually watch Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about you? You haven't told us what kind of games you uh, lean towards. I mean, I, I mentioned it like briefly before, but I like um, I I like playing Halo, so I love shooters. Uh, I like battle royale games. Uh, although I like the more modern interpretations of battle royale, I played a lot of PUBG when it first came out, like hundreds of hours on an OG Xbox One. Wow. So I mean, if, if there are people listening out there who know what that experience is like, I mean, textures would not load in. You get yourself stuck in buildings because the wall would form around you. Just like absolutely the worst way to play that game is on console. But at the time, the Xbox One was the only one that had it. And so eventually they came out with Xbox Series X or uh, Xbox One X. I bought one of those and it was like, oh my God, I can, the textures are loading in before I hit the ground. That's great. <laughs> um, 
and then I, eventually I just gave up and built a PC. Um, but I uh, I lean towards more modern battle royale, so I really like Apex Legends. I like Warzone. I will dabble in Fortnite, even though I'm miserable at it because <laughs> I just can't build. Um, I like Western RPGs, so uh, Bethesda games especially. I just like getting lost in those worlds. I don't like doing the main quests. I like just walking out in a direction and stumbling across what I can find and exploring. In Fallout games, there's this like ka-ching noise every time you find a new settlement or you enter a new area and it's like a dopamine hit. <laughs> and the so it's the good stuff. Oh my gosh. Do you know what that sound sounds like? No. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to um, find it and send it to you off air and you can just hear it. I, I can think of the sounds right now and I get happy thinking about it. Um, but yeah, like I will basically try any new big, uh, AAA game that comes out. Um, like right now I started last night, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm a fan of the Assassin's Creed games, especially the, the later versions of them where they basically tried being a smaller version of the Witcher, which was also very good. Um, I'm very excited for cyberpunk that comes out in a couple of, uh, couple of days. As are a lot of people. Yeah. I mean. I I'm, I love open world games. Uh, there's just the problem with open world games is they usually release about seven at one time. And for somebody who likes playing open world games, it's like, but which one do I start with? And that was a problem for me a couple of weeks ago when I was thinking about all these games coming out and we do a game of the year podcast on my end. And it was like, but I'm trying to play Final Fantasy seven. And this is a long game. And I'm also playing a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. This is a long game. I and I basically was like, I'm not playing any of these and just put them down. I was like, I'm going to wait for new consoles to come out. And so I recently just played and beat Spider-Man Miles, uh, Miles Morales. I'm a big comic book geek. So uh, that was really good. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm uh, starting up Bahala now. Awesome. And I've had I've had very mixed reviews on that, but I'm sure oh. we can talk about that at a later time. Yes. Maybe you can give us. Maybe next time we talk, you can give us your verdict on it. I have, hopefully will have it beat by then. But <laughs> hopefully, that's the hope. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. So, should we start talking about what our choices are? Yeah, sure. Should I go first? Well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do one and one, or you want to do five and five? Well, I would do five and five. Okay. I can do mine. Go ahead. I'm, I've been waiting. Oh, my God. So uh, my first one is going to be no surprise to anyone because obviously it's Stardew Valley. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Are you serious? No, of course I was expecting that. <laughs> Look, I play it a lot. So I stream Stardew every single Sunday and I look forward to it every single Sunday. I've never got bored of this game. It's so relaxing. Um, and I turn to Stardew quite a lot. So I have it on the PC and I also have it on the Switch. And it is heavenly on a handheld console. Um, but I'm, like many other people, a sufferer of anxiety. And if I am feeling anxious, I will immediately pick up Stardew. Um, it's just so relaxing. The music is amazing. I could listen to the music all day. Um, and the fact that Stardew was made by one person, shout out Concerned Ape, um, 
it's great and it is it is an abs- it's, it's totally an escape game like it's very similar in the way to animal crossing where it is purely an escape um and it's just great you can go fishing you can go into the mines you can plant crops you can just do whatever you want to do there is no end to stardew as well which i think is why i would choose it to be on a deserted island is there really no credits in the game there is no end state of stardew as far as i'm aware there isn't how far have you made it in stardew what's your like your longest year count i think i got to year four that was the longest how many hours do you think it took you to get to year four i would rough estimate like a hundred maybe i think in total i have close to 300 hours on my pc that's not on the switch as well so here's a question since like january all right here's a question why did you stop playing the save that was all the way up at year four like what made you start a new save with a new character and new options like what made you want to do that rather than see that one save all the like see it through more um i think it was because i'd it's not i'd done everything i could but i pretty much had done everything i could i completed the community center i'd done all of that i'd got married to the beautiful abigail not penny i'm sorry um and yeah i think i had like a stupid amount of money so nothing was really a hassle and it was kind of the the joy of restarting a game again which i have done quite a few times with stardew already i already have like a few different playthroughs um and i think because i'd because it was the first time i played it in january like it's been out for a lot longer than that and loads of people have been playing it for a lot longer when i started playing it i had no idea what i was doing i'd never watched anyone play um even to the point where on the first day that i ever played it i passed out outside the house because i couldn't figure out how the hell to get in there and get to bed (laughs) so i think because i was kind of learning how to do it i was like okay I know what I'm doing now. Let's start it over and do it again. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. That's probably why as well. Because I kind of wanted to do it properly. Um, so yeah. That's that's Stardew for me. And I love it. And I think I will continue to love it for a very long time. And there's a it's... new update coming out soon. Which I'm so excited for. And it has multiplayer, right? And it has multiplayer. It's actually the only game in my top five that has multiplayer so if i'm stuck on this deserted island i could call up my friends and be like hey do you want to play stardew so we were thinking about whether we should allow multiplayer with the game tree but then we were like you know what the game tree is so magical why not just allow multiplayer (laughs) you can't ask your friends to rescue you because you live there now you live on the island with the game tree but you could play with friends if you wanted to it's got great (laughs) wi-fi It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, what's your uh, What's your next one? So my next one is uh, Ocarina of Time, Zelda. Um, I think it is the first game I ever truly fell in love with. Um, I do love all Zelda games. Um, I've played it ever since 
the the first one on I think it was the Super Nintendo um, except for Wind Waker hated Wind Waker don't know why just didn't like it did you try when they redid Wind Waker a couple of years ago and they like changed a couple of things to make like they made the travel time between islands cut down and they made a couple other changes as well it came out on the Wii U I didn't know if you had a Wii U I did have a Wii U. I think the thing that I didn't like about it the most was the art style. It was so different to anything they'd done before. Art style was so good. Really? I just didn't oh. like it. I think I just wasn't used to it. I didn't like it. I don't know why. Let me not like something. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, but Ocarina of Time, yeah, I truly fell in love with it. I could play it over and over and I would never get bored. It's actually been quite a while since I played it through now. Um, I still have it on my... 3ds because it was released on the 3ds i'm so hoping they will bring it out on the switch um i can keep hoping um but we'll have to see on that but like the music the whole soundtrack is amazing um the story is great uh i love it so much i even have uh, a tattoo of the ocarina of time on my leg um yeah i i just i love it do you want to know a dirty secret what i've never played ocarina of time it's fine it's fine a lot of people haven't it's fine so i i when i mentioned that i had nintendos growing up i nintendos do you have the nintendo (laughs) i had an nes but i never had an snes and i never had a 64 so i would borrow my friend's stuff but like i could never get into zelda the first zelda game i have ever played was breath of the wild i'm not a true zelda fan no, I don't think that's true. And I hate it when people say that because you do get people who are just like, uh, have you played the old ones though? And it's just like, let let people enjoy it. If they like Breath of the Wild, they can be a Zelda fan. There is nothing wrong with that. I very much like Breath of the Wild. There we go then. You're a Zelda fan. Look at that. Just like that, I'm a Zelda You're fan. You're a Zelda fan. I think you should play Ocarina of Time if you have the opportunity to. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I really do hope they bring it out on the Switch. Because they've, they've brought out the old Marios, bring out the old Zeldas, do it Nintendo, as if they're going to be listening. <laughs> Nintendo's listening in right now. Absolutely. What'd you say? <laughs> my God, Peach wants Zelda? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So my next choice is a very strategic choice. But it is also a game that I love. Um... So my next game is The Sims. But I thought, if I'm on a deserted island on my own, why not give myself the ability to create people and live a life through them? This got real dark. (laughs) Yeah, that was my thinking. But... I love The Sims. So I've played The Sims ever since it first came out. Um, It's actually quite funny to think that I was 11 when it first came out and I was making people woohoo in a a heart-shaped vibrating bed and a jacuzzi because that's what you did on The Sims or putting them in a swimming pool and taking out the ladder so that they died in there. That's... Justin's looking at me right now, judging me. <laughs> That's... But the first Sims had so many naughty things in it. And I, really? Yeah, they've toned it down a lot since then. But Well, that's 
we gotta install some mods there are some <laughs> there are mods there are some, the mods are insane are some... i was only recently introduced to the world of sims mods um they are dark but if you want to talk about dark they are dark <laughs> but they also look like a lot of fun so i kind of want to venture into those soon um but yeah i would choose the sims i love the sims I do feel like, and some people might see this as controversial, I do feel like The Sims 4 is the worst out of The Sims franchise so far. But I do still enjoy it. Um, if I was going to choose, I'd probably say Sims 2. Because it's got the good things going for it that sims 4 hasn't sims 4 is very limiting as a sims game um the older ones like sims 3 always had like open world um sims 4 doesn't even have like cars and you had so much more pets in like sims 3 and just silly little things like that where you would think that they would kind of have that all in order and it just felt so much more immersive with like sims 2 and sims 3 and uh i would spend like 10 hours and it would feel like 10 minutes my only real exposure to the sims has been through sims 4 so i'm not really even aware of what it looked like back then the, the, i'm trying to think 1996 i played sim city sim on my friend's pc City was a great game do you know that there is a deep down inside of me there is a part of me that has continually wanted to experience that night again where I played SimCity and I made a city. So, like, I will buy things uh, like, oh, frick, what is it called? Um, like Planet Coaster or um, what's the city building one? Not the not the popular one, the other one that came out. City Skylines. Yeah. Just because I want to, like, try and find that high that I got when I was, like, 12 years old. and. Yeah, and then every time I start it up, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this tonight. I don't have the brain power it's to get through this same. tonight. It's never the same. You'll never get it's that never the same. that you got when you were 12 years old, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a little bit strategic, but I do really love it. And I feel like um, on a deserted island, if I want to make a nice, happy family or if I want to be evil and create a psychopath that wants to kidnap people and keep them in a prison cell... Don't judge me. I can do that. No one will be there to judge you. Exactly. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> um, so my next choice is also a little bit strategic. I, I, I hate myself for being this way, but I was like, if I was genuinely on a desert island, what would be my necessities? And one of those is music. Um, and if I've got no other way to listen to music then why wouldn't i choose just dance i was not expecting this list at all <laughs> keep going i love music and i love dancing so and i love just dance it's a great game um, i mean now that you've said it i can 100 percent see that it makes sense mm -hmm. and i see this i just was not expecting you to come out with <laughs> just dance i was like where's she going with this one oh oh that makes sense <laughs> hey i like to surprise people um but yeah just dance is a great game um 
you also have uh just dance unlimited so you can just you know dance to any song that you really want to there's loads on there and i feel like i'd want to be one of those people you know there's people in arcade places where like they would memorize they're like on ddr machines like dance dance revolution where they'd be dancing like crazy people and they would be nailing every single move i feel like i'd be like that i'd want to nail every single dance routine no one would be able to see it but it would be for my own benefit why not exactly why not so yeah just dance (laughs) all right so hang on so we now know that you want to dance because nobody can see you and you want to also torture a whole bunch of you want to play god to a whole bunch of sims yep i'm afraid of what you're gonna say next what's the next game (laughs) the next game is fine so you were saying how you really like uh first person shooter games um i don't and i'm also not a massive fan of driving games and i was kind of thinking i'd probably want a game where i could let off steam um and there were a few in the running and it's funny that we were actually talking about this game on my stream today and it i'd already had this on my list uh but i thought i would choose ssx tricky so the thing with ssx tricky is there's a great soundtrack firstly we love great the game soundtrack yes agree um there's really great maps on it there's great characters there's a lot of characters i think there's like at least 12. um the thing that i love about ssx for learning off steam obviously it's snowboarding but you can like push people over and you can make enemies or you can make friends and i recently played ssx tricky again because i downloaded the ps2 emulator and there is so much joy in pushing someone over. This doesn't yes. shock me at all. Continue. Please continue. <laughs> Have you ever been snowboarding? No, never. Mm, let me tell I you, pushing people I... <laughs> pushing people over while snowboarding. It's frowned upon. <laughs> in most in most I places. I wouldn't do it in real life. I wouldn't do it in real life. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna admit it. I'll admit it, I'll actually say it right now. I got I, some skier whacked me with a ski pole as he went by me. <gasps> No way. What did you do? Never, ever, ever visit any type of ski slopes. Uh, here in the States, at least, on, like, Martin uh, Martin Luther King uh, weekends. Because they just packed. And there were so many people uh, on this ski slope that it was impossible to navigate. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a snowboarder. And uh, when I tell you impossible, I mean, like, you could barely move, which is difficult when you're on something that is moving. And uh, this skier and me came very close because I had nowhere else to go. And he was going to like crash into me. And so I reached behind him and I grabbed him and I sturdied the both of us. So we didn't fall. And then I let him go. And just by happenstance or whatever, I got ahead of him. And I pulled off to the side because I was waiting for a friend. And as I was waiting, he came in front of me. And as hard as he could, he took his ski pole and he whacked me in my arm. And then just no kept on going. Yeah. Way. I was like, well, that was rude. Also, my arm really hurts. Oh, bless you. That's not nice. I've, n- I've, never, I've never snowboarded. Um, I had a friend who went snowboarding and broke both of her arms. <laughs> not recommended. 
don't do that. I don't, I don't, I think I'm too clumsy anyway. I think I'm too clumsy to go snowboarding. But so I lived that out in SSX Tricky. Um, and I feel like you could just play it for ages. There's so many tricks to learn. Um, you can build every single character up if you wanted. And there's a lot of characters. So I feel like it's something I would never get bored of. I always liked SSX. It's a great game. I feel like it's better than the first SSX and SSX3. SSX3 sucked. SS, uh, SSX3 I remember three. SSX3 not being very good. It was. It sucked. It really sucked. It was really disappointing. Um, but yeah. And uh, yeah, as I said, I, I recently downloaded it again. And um, I got quite into it again. And it's just really satisfying. Like building up the character, learning all the tricks, getting them new outfits, new boards. It's just great. It's a great game. And that's my... That's, that's, that's the five that I would choose. Those are... A very different grouping of games than I was expecting. The only one that I really knew would be on there was Stardew. Obviously. Uh, so yeah, I mean the Just Dance one, I was I did not see coming, <laughs> but it makes all the sense in the world that I'm thinking about it. There were so many other games that I could have could have picked. Like I I love Resident Evil games. I was erring towards Resident Evil One. I also love Metal Gear Solid games. I was erring towards Metal Gear Solid One. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven is one of my favorite games ever and i really wanted that to make the list but it didn't i think we came at the list in like maybe like different thoughts because i was trying to find games that would keep me from trying to swim away from the islands <laughs> so i was choosing games where i could just play them for a very long time uh so Four, four of the games came to me really easily, but the fifth one I was really waffling between a couple of different games. Um, and actually, hit us with them. Hit us with them. Since we started, I actually added and took one off the list and added one. <laughs> Is that cheating? No, it's totally not cheating. <laughs> there were never rules. I never signed a contract, so. <laughs> Uh, so I'll start. I'll start with the one I added. Uh, it's a game I actually mentioned tonight. I mentioned Slay the Spire, and uh, Slay the Spire is this roguelike card game. And so I, I think it's one of the more accessible one of these games I've ever played. So you're dealt with that. You're you're a character, and there's three, four characters now that you can choose from, and you have to ascend the spire and win all these battles. And your decks are different every time. Each character is has their own standard cards where it's like attack, block. And they all have like different modifiers where this one this one does poison, this one uses these magic orbs, and so on and so forth. And you beat bosses or you beat minions to get to the boss. You beat the boss, you move to the third world. And after you beat the game, you then can put it on ascension mode and make it more difficult. But the joy of that game is the way that it comes together, sometimes magically, by accident, sometimes by planning. By the planning part, I was never very good at, and this is why I was bad at playing the game on stream. There were moments where I was playing a poison character, and like, this is where the game completely just sold itself for me, where I was facing this one boss at the end of the game, this one jerk uh, who drives me crazy. And the boss has, like, let's say, like, 300 health. And I had a character that had, like, 75. 
And the first time I ever fought this boss, I was like, I beat it, yay! And then the boss regens at 300 health and then hits you for 70 damage. He also spawns two minions that you have to fight. So you have even more people to fight, great. Yes. So I uh, was, I had forgotten because at the end, there's like six, five or six different bosses you could fight at the end. And it had been a while since I'd seen that guy. So I kind of had forgotten about him. So I had this character that did poison and he did, uh, he had this ability that I found out that could transfer poison when it kills somebody to the next person. So what I was doing was I was stacking poison on top. So I had 320 stacks of poison on the boss, right? So I'm like, yes, I did it. I beat the boss by just like, I had one health left, got him down. And then he dies and I'm like, oh no, here come the minions and the other boss. So what happened was those two minions come, but because I killed the first boss and I had just enough poison, the damage transferred to the next person, then jumped to the next person. And then the boss spawned and right before he could hit me for like 70 something damage, which would have clearly killed me, it, the poison also jumped to him and killed him. And I beat the game with one health. Wow. But it was like this like one in a million thing. Like I had just randomly gotten that card on a drop right before I faced the boss. And I had forgotten all about it. I had not done it in any other battles. And it's like that like, like that magic of when like a game, like the game's mechanics come together to make like a really satisfying experience. And yeah, like since I'm terrible at that game and I can't see three steps in front of myself, I could see two, but never the third. I could spend the rest of my life playing and trying to master it. So Slay the Spire is the first game that I would grow on the tree. Great. Uh, the second one uh, would be, and I, I was trying to find an open world game that I really would want on there, and it really came down to two. It came down to Breath of the Wild, and it came down to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Both open world games, but they couldn't be more different in structure. Yeah. And I went with Breath of the Wild. Probably because I saw you playing it today. <laughs> I really love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think it's one of the best open, uh, open world games ever made. But there's just something really special about Breath of the Wild that I would put it on master mode and then just suffer. And I would that would take me forever to beat. But just the, the sense of exploration in that game and walking in a direction to find something, I would probably find all the Korok seeds. I might even be able to get through the, I forget what they call it in Zelda. The woods, the woods that you can't see anything in. Whispering uh, woods? No. The enchanted um, woods? Oh my god. We're very bad video game players because we can't <laughs> remember the name of the damn woods in Zelda. You think about it and you let me know. And by think about it, I mean look up the goddamn answer. <laughs> but I could actually get through there without a guide because when I was playing that game for the first time, I was trying to get through it and I just kept hearing that sounds that would take me back to the beginning and i was like motherfucker i'm gonna eventually figure this out the lost woods yes that's it the music in the lost woods in breath of the wild is fantastic it's great it's great and you can't see a thing and it's really frustrating it's great it's a beautiful game it is beautiful it really is. uh but yeah like that that was the game that's like that did it for me with zelda you know like i could never really get into the flow of the other games but just making it open world and I remember scoffing, like literally scoffing when I was doing the old podcast, being like, okay, cool. They're doing the, hey, you see that mountain? You could go over there type deal. It was like Skyrim did this 10 years ago. Games did that way long ago. But as usual, Nintendo throws its magic beans into the pot and comes out with things. And like just the 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 things that you could do in that game, like 
using metal in a lightning storm to throw at enemies, knowing that a lightning bolt will hit, and using the magnetic abilities in different ways, and seeing ice melt in real time in the sun, and just really great stuff. Just like all the right the right touches that would lead me to put another 150 hours into that game. Yeah. There's so much you can do in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I, I think I think the reason why people like it who have never played Zelda before is that it is so different to any other Zelda game ever made. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the best open world games ever. Um, I can't see many things wrong with it except for the weapon degradation. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it annoys a lot of people. It annoys a lot of people. Why they, I understand why they did it. There um, were so... It doesn't stop it being any less annoying. I mean, there were so many times in Breath of the Wild I wanted to scream because I was being stubborn. And I'm like, I'm not going to go fight the Divine Beasts. Let me climb up this mountain and then halfway through run out of stamina. And then one of somebody sat me down and was just like, go to the Divine Beasts. And I got... I forget the character's name that gives you the boost that shoots you up in the air so that way you can start climbing like climbing things halfway up instead of starting at the bottom i was like well this would have helped 40 hours ago <laughs> if only you knew if only i knew but great game absolutely fantastic i'll be playing it on my islands that was also another game that i would have liked to have had to my list well at least it's on one of ours yeah absolutely uh i love shooters i love playing with people i love competitive natures so I put my favorite shooter of all time on, and that's Overwatch. That's the game I'll be playing with other people. And like most of my time, I won't actually talk to anybody because I play when I play the game solo, I refuse to talk to strangers because that's danger. It's danger because <laughs> you never know what they're going to say. And also I get very, very, very salty fast. So if I'm going to be cursing at the top of my lungs, I want to be on mute so nobody can hear me totally fair uh but overwatch if it's not my favorite game of all time it's in the the running uh there's something about overwatch the simplicity of it but also the complexity of it you know it's a game that you could put down in the hands of somebody not keen on first person shooters and be like okay look you're this lady that's an angel and you don't you have a gun but you don't have to use it your main job is to keep the other people alive by using this beam that will literally lock onto anything like that is good. That is simple. It's 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 mechanics are easy for people to pick up and understand. See somebody, save somebody. But also like the high level play on it, where it's like you have you know you have your snipers and things like that. You have a, a giant hamster in a ball that rolls around and uses a hook and is a big pain in the ass. But I've spent five or six hundred hours in Overwatch. I absolutely love it. There was a time where I was more than halfway decent at it and got into like a very high competitive rank and then came crashing down because I was playing so far above my head that it wasn't right and the game was like you fool get out of get out of masters and get back into platinum where you belong yeah we had a run me and this friend me and Cody you know Cody Mm -hmm. uh we had a run where we won like 12 straight competitive games just just the two of us getting good teammates and a lot of good luck and our ranks like went into like you know, Masters is very difficult to get into. And he got there, and I think I fell, like, one round short. And then I was like, oh, no, I need to win. And then we lost, like, nine games in a row. And I was like, never again. I got very close to the gates of heaven, and then they threw me back into hell. <laughs> but I love Overwatch, everything about it. The world, the lore, the little shorts they come out with. So I could play Overwatch forever. I think I will. You know what? I feel like... um Overwatch is the only shooting game I have been tempted by, and I'm still tempted by it. Will you play Overwatch with me? 
Maybe I'll think about it. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, you heard it here first. Peach has agreed to play Overwatch with me. She's by being here signed the contract, and we'll now play Overwatch exclusively forever on our channels. <laughs> um. Okay. So Overwatch. What else is on my list? Uh. Hades is an extremely well-made video game. It came out this year, Supergiant Games. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to say it's my favorite game of all time, but I think without a doubt it is the best-made video game I have ever played. Even the other games that I really love, you know, you love them for personal reasons. You love it because of the setting, the story, the style, but there's always there's always a flaw. There's always something where you kind of just like hand-wave it away, like, nah, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. I can't see any fault in Hades. So uh, if you're listening and you don't know what Hades is or you're like you've been on the fence about buying it, listener, let's talk. So roguelikes are games where you play until you die and then you start over. That's usually the, the end of it. You start over and sometimes you, sometimes you keep upgrades. You keep like coin maybe that you collected in your previous life to help upgrade yourself to make it just a little bit further. And an excellent example of one of those games is Dead Cells, which was, until I played Hades, the best one of these games that has ever been made. Combat was fantastic and everything. But what these games I've always sorely lacked is any type of narrative, any type of story to, like, ground you in the world. Supergiant is known for making absolutely fantastic narrative games. They made Bastion, they made Transistor, they made Pyre. And they said that they were going to do a roguelike game, which was crazy. Um... Peaches, actually, you guys are getting a, basically a sneak peek of my game of the year argument that I'm going to be doing on my podcast. Oh, we're so lucky. Yes, very lucky. So you are Hades, or I'm sorry, you are Zagreus. You're the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape the underworld. And the gods on Olympus have just taken notice of you for the first time. They've, they've, whatever cloud has been over Hades has lifted, and they can see you, and they're trying to help you get out of Hades. So they are a random mash of levels with a boss at the end, and there's four of them, and then you have to literally fight a big boss to get out. And the reason that you're doing that, you don't know at first. But what's interesting is every time you die, you go back to the beginning, except everybody remembers that you died. The bosses that you face remember that you came and you fought them. So everything about this game, just the combat, the story, the music, the visuals, the the mechanics of the game are all so perfectly tuned and top-notch that, like I said, it's probably the best, the most well-made game I have ever played. So I'm 10 runs in, I've cleared it 10 times, and I saw credits. And there's more to do. But I've stopped playing it because I want to start the game all over on my, and play instead on my PC, on my TV, when I, whenever ever it comes out for PS5, I'll buy it and I'll play it again. But Mark is, what, 40 clears deep in this game at this point, our friend Mark? And that's a lot of time. So it would take me, he's way better at the game than I am, it would take me a very long time to get to 40 clears. So Hades would be... You obviously want to beat him. (laughs) I don't really care about that anymore. I'm never going to, because once he puts his mind to something, it's very hard to keep up. Uh, But yeah, that's one of the games that I would definitely play. I, I could see myself coming back to and just enjoying again and again. And like, it's it's one of those games that you want to hand to other people and be like, look, I know you don't play first-person shooters. I know you don't play role-playing games. I know you don't, don't, don't play dating sims. There's usually one or two games that comes out in those genres where you're like, look, I know you don't play these, but this is one that you should because it will bring you into it. 
And it doesn't matter if you're good at it. There's a way around that in this game as well where they make it so you can, if you're not great at the combat, don't worry about it. We'll get you through anyway. And so, yeah, this is for, this is one of those games where it's like, I don't care what you like playing, try Hades. So Hades is one of the games on the tree. And you've had that exact same conversation with me. With you and you're resisting. (laughs) Now I have to save up 100,000 channel points to get you to play Hades. Look, I'm not resisting. I think, uh, and I've I've seen people play Hades, and it looks like a great game. I totally agree with you. It looks like a great game. It's just not. I've I've never felt like, oh my god, I have to play that. Game. Yeah, I think once you get your hands on it, though, that's the that's like the the magic of it. Once you get your hands on it, you could feel it in your hands, and you're like, this does feel good. Kind of like in Hollow Knight, like, you know, when you're playing Hollow Knight, you're like, this feels nice. Like, the slashing feels good, the jumping feels good, the dying over and over feels fantastic. You're very aware of what that feels like. Fantastic. Fantastic feelings. (laughs) All right, I have one one last game. Okay, awesome. Persona 5 Royale. Of course it is. Persona 5 Royal, (laughs) sorry. They throw the E on there just to screw me up, and I say Royale every time. It's Persona 5 Royal. But why is there an E on the end? If it's I have no idea. First of all, am I crazy? Is there not? An, I'm pretty sure there's an E on it. You know what? I'm sure there is. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. I think there's an E on it. But it's for... Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. It's Persona 5 Royal. I played the original Persona 5 for, I kid you not, 15 minutes. It was like, I'll come back to this. And I never did. And it's one of those games that has always chewed at me in the back of my mind. I had this feeling with The Witcher 3 for a long time, too. It was like, I never really got through The Witcher. And then when I found time, I was like, even though it was years later, I like, I have to at least play this. Everyone raves about it. And so a lot of people rave about Persona 5. Royal came out, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to do it. This is uh, early July. I bought it, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. It's on sale. So I ended up buying the game again. And uh, I spent... 85 hours with it and that was on the short end of the stick because i ended up putting it just on like the easiest mode possible because i didn't want to have to do the thing that you have to do in jrpgs where it's just like you get midway through the game and they're like now go grind for eight hours i didn't want to do that so i just dropped the con i I dropped the difficulty to easy so that way the combat would be nothing i had already seen 60 hours of the combat at that point i was well aware what it looked like it was good but the main thing about it is just the way that game looks and plays and its uh, its style. Like, you think of the word style and Persona 5 comes to mind. Like, it is dripping with style. So, you're a high school student and you need to steal the hearts of bad people. And then you find other miscreants in your high school to help you do that. And uh, you start with your gym teacher and end up going after much more powerful people. And when you steal somebody's heart, they're mood and persona changes and that helps play into the story without any spoilers but just the the like kind of getting into a rhythm like you wake up you see that you see like okay it's thursday go to school answer like randomly answer questions on a quiz read your phone go to your job after school Go find Anne or other characters, talk to them, hang out with them, hang out with your friends, find a dating interest, go to a fortune teller, go to see a movie, raise your proficiencies and all sorts of different things which will help you in the combat. And then the this like wonderful story wraps itself around all those things. And it is just consuming to the point where I like I for a solid two months like lived eight 
slept thought about Persona 5. And uh, I have been trying my damnedest to get Peach to play it. There's only one small problem. She doesn't have a PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. We're working. Otherwise, I would have. We're working. It sounds, you know, it, it sounds like it would be right up my street. Um, but I, yeah, unfortunately, just don't own a PlayStation anymore. It's going to happen. Sorry. One day it'll happen. It, it, <laughs> one day. It also has maybe the best soundtrack I've ever heard in a game. And it is like I have Apple Music, so I don't really buy music anymore because I have Apple Music. Mm-hmm. I spent thirty five dollars on the Persona Five soundtrack. <laughs> wow! Because it's that good, and I like I needed to hear some of these tunes again. Um, and I'm ex- super excited because like the semi sequel finally got its release date today, announced in the West. It's been in Japan for a year now, and I've been like aching to play it, and I have to wait till February now, which isn't bad at all. It's is that you've got a date now and you can look forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm I'm looking forward to the day where I get a PlayStation. <laughs> that game has to come to like it has to come it's so weird because the sequel got announced for Steam and for Switch. Why on earth would it not bring the original game? Like I don't get I, I don't get what Atlas is doing sometimes, but I'm sure there'll be a there'll be a time where you can play it. I'll find Persona, a way. But the only other Persona games are on, on Steam. I mean, Persona 4 Golden just came out on Steam, and that game came out on Vita a decade ago. Oh, wow, the Vita. I loved the Vita. I also loved the Vita. <laughs> Amazing. So those are our five games that we would ask from the game tree. Um, the only thing we're missing is cocktails. True. Very true. <laughs> um, awesome. I feel like we've learned a bit about each other as well. I agree. I know that you want to dance when nobody's watching. <laughs> I will dance even when people are watching. This is also true. <laughs> I have no issue with that. No, you don't. <laughs> so, we've said what games we would choose. Um, as we said in the next episode we will have a streamer guest who will be telling us what games they would choose um yeah i don't think there's really much else to say now no this is the part of the podcast where (laughs) we give information out and then we leave and we say okay goodbye yeah that, that that part's coming up in a few minutes but first, we have to give out contact information, all that stuff. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Don't worry. Here we go. Just, all right. We'll, we'll, just, we'll cut this part out. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. So, this will be a monthly podcast. Um, so, we'll be back next month around the same time. Um, and it's December now, so it will be a whole new year. Which is crazy. It'll be 2021. Thank God. <laughs> Let's hope it's better than this year. Can't be worse. <laughs> don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I found some wood and knocked on it. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Um, so again, if you don't know who we are, um, I am on Twitch, peach underscore, please spell PLS. No one ever really understood not many people understood the reason behind my name. <laughs> Wait, there's a reason behind your name? There's a reason behind my name. Do you not know this? I do not know this. 
So, and it, I think it was only ever Australians got that got this because they would say it in their accent and it made more sense. But it sounds like bitch, please. Do you know that gif of the guy's mind exploding? <laughs> That's you right now. It's just, what? <laughs> I was always just thought like, well, this is, she chose a name. Like, all right. I literally I I... never gave it a second thought that there was an actual reason for it. That's so funny. And um, it, obviously, Peach, I have a love for, for Super Mario games and um, obviously Princess Peach. And it's just so funny because I, I created that name uh, when I first started Twitch and I had no idea that um, I'd have anyone watching me, let alone anyone calling me Peach on a daily basis. So I think I get called Peach more than my actual real name. It's hard to call you by your real name. I have to actually, I have to actually try. <laughs> Which is hilarious. So yeah, so I'm on Twitch, uh, peach underscore PLS. And uh, on all socials, I am peach underscore PLS X because peach underscore PLS was taken. How dare they? <laughs> and uh, Justin, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch uh, as a duo streamer at uh, twitch.tv forward slash misadventurelands, spelled out. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Justin underscore says underscore hey. I won't make the joke. I won't make the joke. Don't make the joke. <laughs> Justin has had so many usernames. It's hilarious. They've helped me. They've Justin. helped me consolidate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we will be back in a month's time. Um, I hope you're looking forward to it. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Have you enjoyed it, Justin? I've really enjoyed my time. This was very good. Have I forgotten anything? Am I missing anything? No. I'm turning to Justin because he is a podcast king and I have no idea what I'm doing. Nope. He's holding my hand and he's being amazing. This, you did very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. So we will see you in a month. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.